Hello, everybody, and welcome to a special episode of the Sports Corner, little winter break edition. Today is Friday, January 15th. I am Adam Koplik, joined by Zach Tokash and Peyton Ellison. Our first episode in two months, I think, right? Or is it just one month? Month and a half. Yeah, a month and a half, two months. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, because early December. Yeah, so... um, First of 2021. First of 2021, hopefully superior year, but um, already a bit nuts. But in terms of sports news, a lot's happened, unsurprisingly. It's been six weeks. There's a national champion in football, um, in, 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 in college football. And obviously there was, you know, a lot that happened. And we'll touch on all four sports over this hour-long episode. But just first to start it off, we will go with the sport that is the most prevalent right now, which is the NFL. The NFL is in their divisional round this weekend with four, yeah, four games kicking off. I believe it is Rams versus Packers. Um, um, help me out, guys. Chiefs, Bills, Ravens, hey. Browns, and Buccaneers, Saints. Wait, 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 wait. Uh, Ravens, Ravens, Bills, Bills and then Browns, Chiefs. Oh, Chiefs, yeah. Browns. Rams, Packers, Buccaneers, Saints. Yeah. I, I mix those the two up. Yeah. So, um, some very good matchups this week. Obviously, that usually happens in the playoffs. Um. But before we go on to that, just looking at the last two weeks of NFL football, starting with week 17, which had a lot of headlines, which especially in the Sunday night football game, mm-hmm. as a Giant fan, um, well, first I was rooting kind of against them, against Dallas, because I knew that they weren't that if they made the playoffs, they were getting killed, and I didn't think they were, had any chance of actually making it, so I wanted the best draft pick. Uh, they did beat Dallas, which meant that all they needed was a Eagle win over Washington on Sunday Night Football, and the New York Giants would be making the playoffs at 6-10. and 10. And then some weird stuff happened where in the middle of the third quarter, Doug Peterson, the now-fired Eagle coach, pulled Jalen Hurts, who wasn't having a great game but still a solid game, for Nate Sudfield. Yeah. Long, um, long story short, he threw the game. Let, let's let's just put it out there. He threw the game. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's not much else you can say. Listen, I mean, <laughs> at the same time, I, if I was an Eagle fan, I would be very happy how how Peterson handled that game. Because if I was an Eagle fan, I wanted I would have wanted to lose, just get a good draft pick. But at the same time, you never actually think that teams are going to actively try to lose. Like, there's a difference between wanting your team to lose a game and your team wanting to lose a game. And that's what the Eagles did. Here's my whole thing with all of it. And I, at first I was like, wow, like that, it's terrible that – is it terrible – For an Eagles aspect, no, because, I mean, clearly you want to lose that game. You want the pick. You want everything. Um, For the Giants Giants fans, absolutely, it's horrible. But at the end of the day, I saw something on Twitter, and somebody was like, I loved all the Giants fans that are crying about this. How about you, like, 
don't have six wins and yeah like Listen. Have, have a better season of course but like is it sad that that's how you get screwed out of the playoffs of course exactly. but like at the end of the day no, yeah, and that's what the Giants said the next day in their pressers. Like, listen, you in the end, you mm-hmm. won six games. Like, yeah. you, the, the Giants in no way, shape, or form deserve to be a playoff team lot this year. They were not good. They beat one good team, and their record was six and ten. Like, they were, they won when you win six games and you put your season in the hands of another team. Crazy stuff can happen, and this is something that happened. But at the same time, if you're a giant fan or a giant player like I am, I'm a giant fan, obviously not a player. Um, <laughs> I was about to say, wait a minute. <laughs> you still feel a bit, not robbed, because, mm-hmm. like I said, the Giants didn't deserve to be there. But, I mean, it, it, it just, when you're, when you're rooting for a team to win and then they're trying to lose, it just feels different if it's a different kind of loss who would you guys have played though uh tampa yeah i mean like i mean not even like oh, any of them that hey, getting in like you brady against the giants Come it on. was tom brady against the giants you never know what can happen i think if brady they, wins this they week saying, they got a shot oh yeah they're, I mean, they're a very good team yeah. i mean the well, way they've come together shot. but yeah yeah but listen i had a lot of thoughts about the Peterson stuff two weeks ago when we were supposed to do this, and then, you know, a lot of stuff happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, boys down boils down to this. Yes, the Giants didn't deserve to make the playoffs at 6-10. and 10. Nobody in the NFC deserved to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. The Cowboys were horrible. The Eagles, maybe because mm-hmm. their quarterback deciding to regress out of nowhere, it seems like. Mm-hmm. They stunk. And then the Giants, of course... Whatever, and then the football team. <laughs> Who expected them to be the best team in this division? The football team. But anyway. boy, what is? It? I'm not to change the subject again, but uh, Henneke or what's his name? Henneke. Henneke. What a game he played. He won America's heart, man, that night. Yeah. Yeah, that was. I mean, that was just. He played. I mean, he had the one play that, would, if they won that game, would have been on every highlight reel. Oh. You know, it'll be interesting yeah. to see how Washington does because you know now all of a sudden Washington is what I think pick around they pick around eighteen. Nineteen. Nineteen. Then most of the quarter, I assume. I mean, I'm fairly certain the top three quarterbacks would be off the board, and probably Trey Lance as well at that point. So, I mean. I could see them trying to splurge on Matt Stafford because he's a, he's probably going to be hit free agency this offseason. And, you know, if the Lions end up letting him walk, then that's that would be a really – he'd be a really good fit for that Washington team. That, that defense is legit. I mean, Chase Young is a freak. And they're such a young team. I think, like, that would be a perfect fit now that you're saying yeah. that, like, Matthew Stafford just being in the locker room in there with him, just having that – the years on the experience and everything, yeah, with that young team, that could be very dangerous because they are they're they're legit. And Chase Young actually, when I think about it, reminds me of what I was saying before. How like you know sometimes you, you you're like there. I understand the sense of quote unquote pride of winning games, but the Eagles ended up doing what is best for their franchise. Mm-hmm. Like the Giants last year beat Washington in a meaningless overtime game. And that moved them from the second pick to the fourth pick. And the second pick was Chase Young. 
and the giant mm-hmm. saw what Chase Young does. I mean, Chase Young is an animal. Chase Young is very maybe the reason that Washington ends up winning that one extra game. I mean, he is an absolute superstar. So, you know, the, you always root for your team, but it's not a bad fan to root for draft picks when you don't have any hope for your team, especially in really – I mean, obviously the Giants had a meaningful game week 17, but the Eagles didn't. So if you're an Eagle fan – Six to nine may be the difference between Devontae Smith or Jamar Chase and neither of them. I, yeah, go ahead. Well, I well, I think just the issue that most people had with it was that this decision came right at the fourth quarter. Like, mm-hmm. everyone was robbed of a meaningful quarter of football. If they had said something on Sunday, like, we're going to start Nate Fo- – what's his name? Nate Sunfeld. Set up, whatever. Who cares? Um, sorry. <laughs> Not important, but let's just be honest. If they had said that on Sunday, then no one NBC doesn't pick up that game because that yeah. whole fourth quarter, it sounds, it just sounded like Al Michaels was like next year he was creating the whole schedule. It didn't matter. But anyway, mm-hmm. they, they they announced on Sunday, NBC doesn't pick up the game. The Betting lines are set so that they know the Eagles are not trying to win this game. And then Giants and Cowboys fans aren't don't have this slight simmer of hope that, hey, we might sneak into the playoffs this year. So I think that's the overlying yeah. issue that everyone had with it. And it's not like they tanked from nine to six, which I mean, I guess it's meaningful a little bit in the NFL compared to other sports. But, yeah, I think the whole issue with it was just doing it mid-game, not yeah, yeah. doing it overall. And, Adam, I'm with you on the Chase Young, uh, how the Giants missed on him. Because, I mean, as much as I disagree with Tomlin and everything right now, I he said it early in the season. He said, you're a player that, I mean— your team tries to go six and ten, five and eleven, whatever, five and twelve, just be just to try and draft something like him, just a, a player yeah. like him, if you can, if your team is trash and you're rebuilding or whatever. But I mean, you definitely don't want to do it. But if you're in that position, you definitely don't want to win that last game just so you can have that better pick. Exactly, and and, and Payton, what you said, I fully agree with that because like, if they, I saw someone talk about this, if they had done that during a one o'clock game. No one would have talked about it. Mm-hmm. No one would have cared. It wouldn't have been a story. But then doing it Sunday night football and everybody watching that game knew the stakes of that game yeah, is what made it a thing. And and by the way, yeah. and by the way, if everyone in my household knows that on fourth and five somehow the Eagles are going to jump off sides um, after a two minute warning, th- there's a problem. <laughs> yeah, I mean. I find it funny. Someone tweeted this. I forget who. But then Nate Sudfield is such a bad quarterback that his entrance in a game started a a sport wide mm-hmm. conversation about the ethics of tanking. Mm-hmm. Like just him entering a game. Like that is just he'll always be remembered. Um, but moving on. Speaking of, um, you mentioned fourth downs. Zach, fourth down. Oh, <laughs> oh, you! What a transition. Oh, yeah. Let's fourth go on to fourth, fourth down. There is going to be a fight by the end of the show. 
It's fourth probably. round and two. I believe you were from your own 45 with down 12. Mm-hmm. All right. How much time was left in the game? Like, I At that point, what? There was a lot. I was going to say 10 minutes, so, 9 minutes. I mean, there 10 was a, minutes, 9 minutes. Yeah. So, as a fan, what are you thinking when they pull, bring out the punting unit? Here's what I don't understand about that, about the decision there is – People were saying, and I read or whatever, that they were like, oh, the defense was coming out in the second half strong, and they were doing amazing, and they held them through a couple three and outs, whatever. Here's the thing. The Browns were playing prevent, like, offense. Like, they were completely just trying to waste time. They were running. They weren't passing. They weren't doing anything trying to make a drive down the field. They were completely just trying to waste time and get out of that game, which I completely understand. So don't – like, I don't know why you're – putting your punting to to give them the ball back so that they can now like oh we got 10 minutes we have to actually we got to close this game out because i mean the steelers are notorious for that of uh, blowing huge leads and thinking they have the game in the bag when they're playing the football team i mean like you know how that game went this year i mean it was just just bad coaching all around and it's always come down to coaching and i will always continue to say when we won in what 2008 2009 that team was not Tomlin's team that was Cowher's team and I mean I don't know why I mean I know why they continue to bring Tomlin back him and Ben have apparently have this amazing relationship but I mean at a certain point I mean look what Peterson he was there he won the Super Bowl three years ago right he has a year that he has this year and they fire him immediately what has Tomlin done since our last Super Bowl congratulations you've never had a losing season there I don't care about that. I'd rather be the Eagles and having six and ten, whatever. You know you're rebuilding, trying to because you want to win. But the Steelers just apparently just care about having a winning season. So congratulations to the Pittsburgh Steelers on completing that goal again this year and completely losing to the Browns round one. I mean, not even losing, just getting absolutely embarrassed. And how do you? Sorry, I'm I gotta continue this rant real Keep quick. Keep going, man. Just like. How do you in week 17 lose by two points, not starting a single, basically putting the entire second team in? I mean, we didn't start Ben. We didn't have uh, Marquis Pouncey, which, I mean, was so sad to see him retire after the game like that. And I don't know if you guys saw that moment between him and Ben. I mean, it really was sad because they've been there forever. But, I mean, you're not start, you're not playing your entire starting line pretty much, and you almost descended into overtime on that two-point conversion from Rudolph, which please let's get rid of him too. I mean, I he cannot be our next franchise quarterback. He had a, he had a great yeah, game. He had a good game. Mason Rudolph in 2021? I will, I, he, had a, he, had, he had an all right game, but he's not our franchise quarterback. So, But then to come out and pouncey throwing the ball 10 feet over Ben's head first play of the game, I mean, how do you expect the rest of the game is going to go? I mean, it was just sad and completely unexpected from my point but i had buddies back home the entire time all week saying how terrible they were gonna get smacked and everything which they were right so yeah so i just talked really about- want to know what happened okay i just want to know what happened they started 11-0 and yes they didn't have a buy a, a real buy the whole season but then they it just it just I mean, everything goes downhill from there. And the worst, was, the worst was the loss against the Bengals. Let, let's just be honest. 
Oh, besides, besides, besides this past Sunday, of course. I mean, they shot eleven and zero, and then they also barely. I mean, it took a twenty-four point comeback to beat Indianapolis for their mm-hmm. one win. Since then. And honestly, and once I saw that, I was like, because I was real nervous. Because I mean, you had the loss to the Bengals, the Bills, the football team, and like you're like, how do you how do you guys come back from this, right? Like. You're, this is going to lead into the playoffs, you're thinking. But then once I saw that Colts win, which, I mean, was – did they play terrible the first half? Absolutely. Second half, an amazing crap. Flyers are up one nothing. Um, I'm watching the game live. Sorry. Um, they, had an, they had a terrible first half against the Colts, but the way they came out and played and were com- first downs, they were completing. Ben was throwing the ball beautifully. I was like, all right, we got a glimmer of hope here come the postseason, but – let down again. I thought the revenge so, tour was happening, but I was wrong. So do you think that Big Ben is coming back? Do you think that he's do you think that, that he is the quarterback for twenty twenty one? After I saw the game and him and Pouncey and everything, and I honestly I thought because I there was they've always said that they were gonna go out together, they were gonna um they they went in together. They were going to retire together, play as long as each other. I thought that he was done after seeing that. And then once I saw the video come out of him saying, I really wanted this for you. I knew this was your last game, blah, blah, blah. I, I wanted this for you more than anything to continue and to play. I do think he's going to come back. Do I think that's the best decision? If he can come back like the Ben I know and love, then I hope. But, I mean, honestly, like, other than – I mean, he still threw for 500 yards that game, which was the first time all season he's had a, he's thrown a game like that. Other than that game, the way, the way he's played all season was never anything spectacular or, in my opinion. I mean, you could take that and a dime to the coffee shop and get a coffee. But, <laughs> I mean, he never had an outstanding game all season that, uh, like, have yourself a day. But – if he can come back and have a few games like that next season, I mean, I'd be happy to have him back. But if he's going to continue like this, then I guess we got to go through another season of Mason Rudolph until we draft somebody else or I don't know what's going on. Well, that sounds fun. Speaking of yeah. drafts, um, <laughs> so the NFL draft will is be... way too far. What's up? I said transition game is way too far. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely killing it right now. Uh, speaking of drafts, so the NFL draft, I believe, will be in late April. I mean, I assume that it will be. I don't think that they'll delay it. They didn't delay it last year, so I'm sure that they'll be fine this year. Obviously, the combine will be different and all that stuff. But um, so obviously Alabama beat Clemson. That was a couple weeks ago or maybe last week, actually. This week. Monday, Devontae, yeah. Yeah, it was this Monday. I'm an idiot. But uh, Devontae Smith is – I mean – you can't say enough words about uncoverable human is the right word for him. Mm-hmm. Um, and this and those is arms. good. Yeah. Just, he's just all arm. He, he looks like Kevin Durant. Like he's built, he's built like KD. He's genuinely built like KD. The man is just all arms and legs, but he's just, he's six one. If he was six eleven, that would be even crazy. But, mm-hmm. um, uh, yeah, this team – I mean, not this team. This draft is a pretty good draft, especially for wide receivers. Mm-hmm. Um, the Giants pick at 11. Oh, I actually wanted to talk about that. The Giants kept Dave Gettleman, so that <laughs> happened. Um, so before this season, I put out a tweet 
And I said the Giants were going to start 0-2 and then win their next two games and then lose eight straight and then win one of their last four and then John Mayer would say that he liked what he saw and bring back Edelman. Mm -hmm. And that – I didn't get the order right, but that is basically exactly what happened. The Giants went 6-10. and They beat five bad teams. They beat Washington twice, who suck. Eagles once, Dallas once. They all suck. The Bengals once, who without Burrow, who are atrocious. And then they beat the Seahawks, which was – I don't know how it happened. I st- with Colt McCoy, I still don't understand that win. I, I, I feel like it didn't happen. But – and John Merrill looked at all of that and said, wow, Gettleman's building sp- something special here. Mm-hmm. And he said that he wants to let Dave Gettleman finish what he started. I have oh. no idea what he started. Mm-hmm. What did he start? Like a dumpster fire. This team has no playmakers offensively. Their quarterback sucks. Mm-hmm. The defense is okay, but that's more so because of coaching. And he's about to give an, an interior defensive lineman at least twenty million dollars a year. Um, so I just wanted to get that out of my system. That was an absolutely atrocious decision by New York Giants. It'll set the franchise back at least one year. Luckily for us, we only have. We have basically – we don't have any extra draft picks. We have the 11th pick, and we barely have any cap room, so there's not that much damage that Gettleman could do. But his 2018 offseason set the team back at least four years. So, you know, he, you never underestimate the uh, absolute ineptitude of David Gettleman. I mean, at least at least you didn't listen to 90% of your fan base and draft Dwayne Haskins because, you know – that happened too. <laughs> At least a lot happened since on man since we left. Like, yeah, that's true. But I, I gotta mean, jump in it, real quick. I'm calling it before it even happens. It was a kick by Philly for their second goal. It's coming back. I'll, I'll keep you posted. But 100. Okay. percent <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah. At least wait a minute. Wait a minute. Stop. 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 Stop everything. Just stop everything. Stopping. Right-hander Corey Kluber and New York Yankees are finalizing a deal that will bring the two-time AL Cy Young winner to the Bronx. Wow, sir. Let's go. All right, we can move on to that right now. That's beautiful to happen. Yankees, what a day. You wake up to DJ news. First, I was nervous about that DJ LeMahieu news. I'll be honest. I thought they were going to overpay him. And then finding out six years, ninety million, is just a masterclass negotiation by Brian Cashman, because it gives you the freedom to do things like this, bring Corey Kluber to the Bronx, which is just a fantastic move by the Yankees. I cannot think of something I I wanted been wanting him all off season. That is fantastic. Payton, what do you think? You know there there is a bit of concern. He's throwing like. I don't know the exact number of innings, so I'm going to be hyperbolic as I usually am. Like seven innings since 2018, no, 2019. So there's a bit of concern there, but when he's healthy, he's one of the best in baseball. That's and he signed a one-year deal because he wanted to prove himself. And well, granted, this is the Bronx, this is Yankee Stadium. Like it's hard to prove yourself here. Yeah. Never mind. The bunch of fans are going to run you out of town if you give up one run in six innings. Literally. Um, But 
if Corey Kluber is just 90% of his form self, this is great because the Yankees rotation before this deal was Cole, Montgomery, and then Care. Yeah. You you were going to rely on a lot of inconsistent, and even Montgomery. I like Montgomery. He had a really good year last year, but he's not a number two. He's probably not even a number three. So this is huge. Um, And you know what? They haven't come out to terms yet, but I'm sure it'll be a one-year, small salary, high incentive-laden deal that just gives you know it's basically no risk because Kluber could come over, he could get hurt, he could he could not pitch a game, and you're out a couple million for one year, and then you're done. Or he could come over and he could be Corey Kluber of old that he we know he can still be, and all of a sudden you have three of the best pitchers in baseball in your at the top of your rotation when Luis Severino comes back. So that is that really is just a fantastic deal by the Yankees. I because you just needed something I don't know if, like again you can't like you said you can't rely on him to get those innings because of his injury history. So there is some risk to it. But you know, worst case scenario is still you you know, worst case scenario you, is just what would have happened if you didn't sign him. You're not. This doesn't stop you from signing him because I'm sure that there won't be a ton. But the Yankees did have only twenty million dollars in um, under the luxury tax threshold. I think entering uh, after the DJ deal, so it'll be interesting to see what else they do. And regardless, I mean the, that that really makes this team so much deeper. Just one signing of a guy who is a number two at the very least is I'm I'm very happy about that. Yes, right. sir. Yeah, you guys right, keep sir. getting better, and the Pirates just keep getting worse. So I'm rooting for you. <laughs> Go Pirates, baby! Pirates, uh, dark <laughs> yeah. horse, dark horse, dark yeah, horse over 500 team. Um, I mean, it is baseball. <laughs> um, well, speaking of New York, the Mets. How about the Mets? I mean, just they traded for Francisco Lindor and Carlos Carrasco. Basically bought them. You know, they bas- I mean, they gave up Ahmed Rosario, which is okay, but they they stole them from Cleveland for money. Not, so not stole. They, they, they bought them. Mm-hmm. Because, and there has to be something that, like, we should talk about this. Just what is going on with the league? I understand that there's fears of next year and, you know, with COVID and everything, owners don't know where a lot of the money is going to come from. But you know you have the TV deals. You know that at the very least. In all likelihood, we're going to have fans back in the stands for the second half at the very least. I agree. Because, the, I mean, it seems like there should be mass vaccine production by to normal people by, like, May. So mm-hmm. you would think in July and August you would have fans in the stands, even if it's requiring a vaccination card or something like that. Like, there should be some – so. I understand that there is fears, but you make so much money every year. It's basically always a guaranteed profit. Mm-hmm. So, one, risk it for one year. But two, it's insane what's been happening because you, Darvish, got traded for absolutely nothing. Carrasco and Lindor both got traded for absolutely nothing. And Blake Snell 
got traded for some for one great prospect, another so that that was less so I think than the salary dump and more now, of a baseball trade. But the other two are just atrocious. The three teams that you just meant, well, the three players from are from. I let me let me let me rethink this in my head. The three players that you just mentioned come from the Rays, the Cubs, the Indians. The Rays, they're in their own, they're in their own world down there. It's yeah. Florida. They're they're, <laughs> they're they're just cheap. The Indians, they've been cheap for who knows how long, and that's just going to continue. And you kind of saw that kind of deal coming at that point. The Cubs are playing payroll for whatever reason, because even though they're you know in Chicago, the second or third largest market in in America. So yeah, yeah. Welcome to Major League Baseball, where no. twenty five plus owners are just going to be cheap. It, it is what it is at this point. Here's here's my thing. Like with the NHL, with what they just did. Like I I, I truly do. I get that they're going to be like NHL with no fans and NFL with no fans. Well, I mean, some of them have fans, some of them don't. They're missing out on millions, billions of dollars. NHL this year sold the helmets like for sponsors. There's sponsors on like Penguins have PPG. I know. Um, Anaheim's got Zoom, whatever. Like, I mean, if you're if it comes down to that, just I, which I hate to see. Don't get me wrong, but something small like that. I mean, if you put it on a on their on their batting helmets, like stuff like that. I mean, it's not really like start finding way more ways to make more money. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, listen, and, and Payton, like you just said, the Cubs yeah. is the most inexcusable thing. Were you right? By the way, were you right about the goal coming? No, back? I was so wrong, and they oh. went up three nothing. It's but now Penn's just scored three one. Like they just look like terrible, but Sid might have them here, so keep you po- keep you posted. <laughs> um, so yeah, the Cubs is mostly the excusable one because the Rays the Rays are cheap, whether it's pandemic or whether. Everybody in the entire world just got an extra billion dollars to raise would still be cheap. So, like, you know, you still... You, 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 yeah. Kluber, did you see it? What's that, guys? <laughs> well, as Adam deals with his Apolo- Apologies. <laughs> I was just... Uh, <laughs> We're at uh, home. It's different circumstances. It's yeah. good. <laughs> um, so, where was I? Yes, the Cubs... Yeah, the Rays should be cheap no matter what because they're the Rays. They will always trade for amazing players. No, no, they will always have amazing players, trade them for prospects, turn those prospects amazing, then trade those prospects right before arbitration for, for prospects that they will turn amazing. It's just a cyclical nature of the Rays, and it's unbelievable how amazing that they are developing players and then, you know, getting rid of them. Um, so the Rays are – there's an excuse there. Everyone knows who Paul Dolan is. He told fans to enjoy Lindor while, while they Let's still – Let's go. Can. Sorry. Woo! Um, Me too. <laughs> he told fans to enjoy Lindor while he while he still can. We knew that that was going to happen, but I mean, you Darvish was he had an argument for Cy Young last year. He had value in any normal year. I just don't understand just what, trading for what him. What did he get him for Shit. again? What's up? They what did he get him for again? The, it was, was Darvish and Carantini for. It was. I don't think they got a single person inside. They didn't get a single prospect inside the uh, Padres top ten. 
which is a stack top ten. I mean, that, that's a different top ten than other teams, but still. I mean, yeah. Really, I mean, you're getting that. That was they got nothing, and I understand. Like I said before, there's anxiety about money this year, but that. Zach Davies and a bunch of prospects. Yeah, oh yeah, Zach Davies, big, big name. Um, <laughs> if you take, I mean, if you take the Yankees this year, the Yankees consistently make seven hundred million dollars or so in revenue. So, you know, these last, I'm sure last year they lost a lot of money, but they still have a giant deal with TV companies, and they own Yes, they just bought Yes back. So, mm. and so they're still gonna make revenue there. And I th- I just think that there's a reason that the owners have consistently refused to open their books up to the MLBPA when they've asked, because they know that when they open their books up, the MLBPA will, will basically be able to say, you're making so much money, regardless if we have fans or not. So where do you get off telling us that you, we need to lower our salary or something like that? So I don't know, man. That's my rant about that. And I think that may be our uh, last touch of MLB. Anything else, Peyton? Anything else, Zach? Nope. There's there's probably something that I'm completely forgetting, but well, yeah, indoor. But we can just so, move on. That's wild. Mm-hmm. Mets got a Mets actually made a move. It's a new era. Um, yeah, but, breaking yeah. news. <laughs> but uh, moving on again. To the NBA, because literally every sport has been wild. The NBA, the Nets got James Harden. I mean, New York is just happening right now. What are your guys, and, just off before we go into it, what are your guys' thoughts on on it just raw, right? Like, do you I'm think they're going to win a championship? Peyton's a Nets fan, so. Oh, are you, Peyton? Let's hear it. Yeah. And I know this sounds like complete disappointment. It, um, It's. The disappointment has worn up since it feels like the deal happened yesterday. I, was it yesterday? Two days ago. Two days. Okay. Yeah, t- time's just messed up in my head. So, you know, pandemic stuff. But anyway, here's my thing. Of course, you have Katie, Kyrie, James Harden. Those three, those three are going to lead you to something no matter what. My thing is this. Number one, of course, Carrots and Jared Allen. And they're not they're not superstars, or at least not yet, at least not Karis. But those are two guys that just from a heart standpoint, those are two guys that got us to this point in the first place. Mm-hmm. Because without those two, without D'Lo, without uh, Kenny, without that entire group, this whole thing doesn't happen. There's no KD, there's no Kyrie, and certainly there's no James Harden. That said, I think this makes the Nets marginally better. And the only reason I say marginally is because I don't think they... I think one of Karis or Jared Allen should have been that deal. And I know... All of them had to be in the deal because of salary mat- matching purposes. But the Nets' only center right now, well, only true center right now is DeAndre Jordan. And put him in the laundry. He's washed. <laughs> he is 
absolutely. I love him. No more Lob City, man. I'm I'm sorry. He it's is over. <laughs> At least him being a dominant defender in the league. It, it's yeah. done. So I think at the very least, you could have gone away with keeping Jared Allen. And that would have made the Nets even better. Because then you have Kyrie at point guard. You have, I would believe, James Harden, James Harden of course, at shooting guard. Uh, Joe Harris, he's still here. He's a lights-out shooter at three. Kevin Durant at four. And then Jared Allen defending the paint at the five. Because Jared Allen has been great this season. Like, and I'm not even just saying that because of her. He's been absolutely great. Like, there was there was a game against the Jazz where, where we, every single Nets fan thought we were going to lose. He defended Rudy Gobert so well. It, it was ridiculous. And I believe that... Because essentially the Cavs just got him for the for a Milwaukee Bucks pick. That that's pretty much what the swap was there. Mm-hmm. I think they could have gotten that deal done without Jared Allen, and that would have made the Nets so much better. That said, I am content with the deal. I am content with Kyrie, Katie, and Harden. I mean, you have to be. It's Katie, Kyrie, and Harden, and that's all I got. Go Brooklyn. Wait, that, um, that's not a chance. <laughs> no, there you go. I, I I agree with you on basically every count that you know Harris and Allen are the perfect role players on that in that not role players but the perfect you know fourth and fifth players in, from with a big three because Harris is one of the best shooters in the league and then Allen down low paint defense defense that's huge but. I mean, I'm a Nick fan. We had a few fun few games, but it's kind of come back to earth. Julius Randle is still the best player in New York. Don't forget that. There's Obi <laughs> Toppin. Despite the Harden. He, he played 57 seconds last game because you know, they're moving him back slowly. But, um, yeah, so don't don't forget Julius Randle, best player in New York. But <laughs> you have, like, the, the Mets – I mean, the Nets, like you said, they, they got better because in the end – Harden, Kyrie, KD is probably the best big three ever. Yeah. And that's including LeBron, Bosh, Wade. I was gonna say, it, wait a minute, but we're we're forgetting we're forgetting Jordan Pippen and uh, I still uh, think Rodman. Rodman. I would say it's better because you, I mean you have three. I mean you have one of the two of the greatest players of all time in Harden and KD, and then Kyrie is. I mean, he's a, definitely a top five point guard, probably more. It just depends on if he's at home or if he's at the court. That's the biggest difference on Kyrie's oh uh, production. Oh I, I don't know what's going on there. But um, the biggest thing is, you know, you, you're, it's, you're taking – you're putting literally all your balls in one court. Because mm-hmm. if you don't win a championship, especially – I mean, they, they obviously have the option to – all opt out after next year. I doubt that happens. But mm-hmm. if you don't win a championship in the next couple of years, the Nets will be they will be absolutely crushed for the rest of the decade. Oh, absolutely. They, what yeah, a joke that, that, that would be looked at. That that's a scary thing. This turning into um Pierce. KG and Pierce part part yeah. two. 
now, of course, it's not KG and Paul Pierce because KG was 37 years old. And that season he had the worst year of his career. And then Paul Pierce was clearly on the downturn. And then he didn't want to be there in the first place. So, I mean, these are three players in the prime right now. So yeah. it won't be a direct comparison. But huh. they don't want to. That was a bad trade of the day it made. That, like, yeah. that, everyone, the, mo- the moment that that trade was made, people were like, this is an absolutely atrocious trade. Why would they do that? This is a – Harden is still James Harden. Yeah. Um, the the thing about that trade is that Darren Williams was actually supposed to be the best player on the team, and then Joe Johnson was still there. As you can tell, it didn't work very well. That, until that team 20. was the, that that Nets team with Williams, Johnson, Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett. Three years prior would have been ridiculous. I mean, that was that. When you think about it, that those were some great players at some point, not on the Nets. But regardless, I digress. Um, well, like you're, it's a huge risk because four first round picks, four pick swaps, the Nets could genuine, and if the Rockets get good, the Nets could be in line to not have a lottery pick for eight years, which is insane to think about. And I mean, hopefully you, regardless, you would, you would obviously hope your team doesn't have a lottery pick, but they could be, the Nets could be bad and not have a lottery pick, which is the biggest difference. So there is a lot of worry there. And the the bigger not a bigger, the other thing is I don't I still don't know if this pushes them above the Lakers. Cause the Lakers have depth. The mm-hmm. the, the Nets depth I, is shot now. No, that's I mean, all they have I mean, is I mean, I mean, you say that I Come on. I'm just I'm just saying this as as someone who watches a team who's looked at every single player, it's not completely shot. Not not like it's just Katie Katie Kyrie I can't speak today. Katie Kyrie Harden, Joe Harris, and then whatever. Mm-hmm. It there's still Bruce Brown, who's looked great um when he gets minutes. There's still wow, I'm trying to Yes. I was trying to figure out how I could say his name fancy, but no, TLC. <laughs> he's still there. He's been he's been decent. And then Reggie Perry and Nicholas Claxton, they'll develop as the season goes along. So it's not shot, but yeah, the depth is lacking. And then there's defense, which might be a problem. I know we're all thinking it, so I there's two things I gotta add first. I would nobody you guys haven't said I I get that he's the player Harden's the player that he is, but I mean three three first round draft picks on top of Levert and like I understand that that's who he is and that's what you gotta give to give it up, but I mean that's a lot. Um, like just to give up like for your upcoming years. I mean three first yeah. rounds. I mean do I under I completely get like that's what you're you gotta be willing to give that to get a player like that, but it's still wild, and I mean, hopefully, I mean, during COVID times and everything, hopefully he can stay out of the strip clubs and not pull a Dwayne Haskins. I know yeah, we're I mean, all Brooklyn, thinking it. Brooklyn, Brooklyn is popping, man. You know, it's, it's popping. So I mean, as long as he can stay out of them right now, I mean, he can do whatever once we're out of it. But hey, yeah. just so he's healthy and can play the games. Yeah, I mean, it's a as with most with most trades you make, if you don't win a championship. 
that year, and especially if it's a couple or if you don't win a championship over the course of the player you guys contract, it's not it's considered some sort of failure. If the Nets don't win a championship with James Harden, this is an albatross of a trade. I mean, this is a you know, destroying the Nets like could destroy the Nets future for a decade kind of trade. But there's a very good chance they win a championship because James Harden is ridiculous. I still question, and I'm sure they'll be fine because these guys always seem to figure it out unless it's Russell Westbrook, how Kyrie and and Harden mesh. Because they're both players that are very, very good with the ball in their hands. Katie is too. But they're both guys who are great shot creators with the ball. So that will be interesting to see whenever Kyrie shows up to a game how they are able to um, play together. But I'm sure they'll figure it out. I mean, this team, they're going to be fantastic. They're going to, I'd be shocked if they don't win the East. And they are good. I, I don't think, I obviously, they, I don't think they're as good as the Lakers solely because of the Lakers' depth. And the Lakers have built just an all-around great team. And LeBron and AD are, I mean, LeBron and AD are, it's comparable, at least the top two are both top five. They're both top five players. That's all you need to know. Yeah, yeah. and and you can also say that Katie and Harden may both be top five. So it's also you know it's all it's all different. But which it, which by the way, could you imagine if the Lakers had found a way to get Kawhi? That yeah, I mean that that would have been just that's that's three top five players and then just just in uh, the NBA Lakers champions um, for the next three years. Yeah. <laughs> But, dude, when you think about it also, the biggest difference between those two teams is de- is defensively. Because Anthony Davis is probably the best defender in basketball. Mm-hmm. And there's just – so he can lock down KD. And LeBron can probably also lock down KD. And then Anthony Davis can lock down James Harden. Like, you know, Anthony Davis can guard anybody. So, But then again, Joe Harris is open. But oh, Joe God. Harris is open. <laughs> no, that – Genuinely, Joe Harris may be their most important player because you have to focus on three of the best scorers in the entire league, and you leave arguably the best shooter in the entire well, – not no, he's not arguably the best shooter, but arguably a top five shooter in the entire league open. So, you know, they're going to be a tough team to game plan against. Guys, but when they're playing the Lakers, who's going to guard Alex Caruso? That's the question. We'll, Come on. Yeah, you, don't, you don't have Jared Allen anymore. Lake Show. <laughs> Lake Show, baby. Um, yeah. Um, so that was, I mean, that, that was obviously the big news from basketball. The, I, I was thinking, could you imagine if, like, any other sport was like basketball or if every other sport was like basketball? It would be oh so God. awesome. Basketball is my least favorite. How can you say that, though? That it Did would be so yeah, what were you saying, Peyton? Fix the off-season baseball. Fix it. Dude, genuinely, like, the other four sports, in hockey, I don't even want to talk about hockey's off-season because they had Matt Barzal was a restricted free agent for the entire off-season and no one even made an offer sheet because teams just refused to make offer sheets. You know but, what was going on there. He wasn't – it wasn't like he was well, looking around. He got, if the Rangers went up to him and said, we'll give you three years, $30 million, because he, he's worth four first-round picks. He genuinely is. He's a superstar. So if they went up to him and said, we'll give you three years, $30 million, you at least make the Islanders have to match that because the Islanders end up getting him for $7 million a year. That is ridiculous. Rangers couldn't give that up right now. 
They couldn't put put. Uh, they couldn't pay for that right now. Someone could though. My, Someone. Pro- oh yeah, absolutely. And, and whoever did it, it would have been worth it because Matt Barzal is a superstar. Mm-hmm. But but moving on, you know, football there. I feel like are never giant giant trades except outside of the draft. I feel like we've had some, but the trade deadline always sucks there. And baseball, there's big moves, but they're usually for rentals, and there's never these player for player moves like. Basketball will literally be like, you need a point guard, we need a center. How about we swap to or, – or Westbrook for Wall. I mean, point guard for point guard, star – or uh, I don't think either of them are stars at this point, but good play, very good player for good, very good player. Big contract, big contract. They just decided, you know what, this makes sense for both of us. They both want to change their scenery, so let's flip it. Like, basketball, I think also players have more power in basketball than any other sport because one oh, – yeah. Oh, yeah. One player has an impact on the game more than any other sport, and one player, you know, a player demands a trade, you really want to trade him because someone can I do mean, what James Harden did and say this is not fixable, and then you have to get rid I, of him. I mean, you didn't you you didn't have to explain all that. You could just look at LeBron, look at what Kyrie's doing right now. Yeah. They they have all the power. Yeah. No. Yeah. Now they, is yeah. that bad? Who knows? Well, it's it may maybe it's bad, but in the end, basketball is the fast the fastest growing sport and basketball yep. has the most entertaining off season. So, and, and in my opinion, basketball is the least entertaining out of the four sports, the four major North American sports. So, you know, there's something to be said there that when you market the way the NBA is marketed and you give players this power that you end up getting a better product. So, um, yeah, I think that that's all I've got to say on today's episode. That was a, lengthy one you guys got anything else any final thoughts from zach and Payne? i mean we could talk uh nhl real quick real quick um or or we could uh also do who we think we're gonna we could do our pickums. we haven't done that in a while should do a little pick real quick um, i do want to uh, say about nhl i mean teams who made a made some big trade made some big moves this off season i don't really who were expected to do pretty well i don't see it panning out as a season that they were expecting Rangers being one um, penguins. I mean, I honestly, I don't think they're going to have a, they didn't make enough moves, enough big enough moves. Like, I mean, getting rid of guys who are third, third line, fourth line. I mean, for the pens, isn't cutting it. I mean, you well, need to make got a rid of big, Jack Johnson and Jack the Rangers Johnson, took Matt him Murray. on, man. Hey, they took I, him on. He's so I was bad. Shocked. I, but I was honestly shocked by that because him and Sydney are, I mean, they're buddies since way back when, apparently. So I was surprised by that move. The Matt Murray one, my dad and my brother were so happy to see him go. I mean, they were huge Flurry fans, so they've never liked him a day in their li- in his life. Um, but now with him being at Ottawa, um, I mean, not that Ottawa is going to be anything special, but I do think it'll be it'll be good for him and potentially have something there in the next coming seasons. But I mean the Flyers, the Flyers, the Islanders, they're just the, the, the division is hell. The divi- I mean, yeah, I mean Capitals, I mean Boston, moving the Bruins into the division. Absolutely, just, just having that in the um, Canadian League. I mean, having the Battle of Alberta eight times this year. I mean that's going to be incredible to watch. Uh, but I mean it's going to be an exciting season, and I'm glad that we still have a what 113 more days of consecutive days of yeah. hockey, which is incredible to hockey fans. But um, three two end of the first Flyers <laughs> beating the Pens. I mean, what a way to come back at being down three nothing. But hopefully we can 
figure it out. So, yeah, and you guys want to do the pick-ems? Well, the one, before we do that, the one thing I will say about – you mentioned the Rangers. I did not have any expectations entering this year because, one, the division is on No, the, yeah, yeah. And Agreed. also – the team is the youngest team in hockey. They have a lot of kids. You need you're, you're, you're a rookie right. goalie. You have a rookie in mm-hmm. Kako, Lafreniere. Throughout the roster, you have just youth, and they looked atrocious last night. Literally the worst game I've ever seen a hockey team play. Mm-hmm. They literally, I mean, they were dominated. Um, yeah. And Tony D'Angelo, Jack Johnson line is just something special. <laughs> but there was one goal where Jack Johnson tried to clear it, hit it off of the ref. And then it ricocheted to Matt Barzal, who just ran right past Tony D'Angelo and embarrassed him. And then Chesterkin let in a really bad goal. So I don't think they're going to be good this year. Just undressed. Him, I think yeah. that I'm just hoping for development. There's very few ways the season can go wrong because if they suck, it's what I expect. And if they are great, then I will be amazed. So and um, I, I don't see them not winning a cup, honestly, in the next five years. I think yeah, they're going to be an incredible team. I And speaking of the Rangers, what Lundqvist, I mean, it's so sad to see what's happened to him and his having surgery and everything and having to forfeit basically the rest of his career. Um, but I'm glad that he's healthy. He's home now. He just got home, I think, yesterday or today. Um, but that was so sad to see, and especially just going to Washington. I mean, that was going to be such an exciting time to for him, especially, yeah. to actually like make a run for something. Yeah. So. It was going to be crushing, but I would have yeah. I wanted it to happen. Like I, yeah, I didn't sure. want to see him in a cap uniform, but I am more upset now that I'm not going to see him in a cap uniform. Than yeah, I, seeing I Chara in a cap uniform now, yeah. it's like so weird. That would have been so, so weird, weird to see the two of them on a team in, in Capitals uniforms. Yeah, absolutely. But, yeah, all the best to him. Hope he's good. Yeah. All right. Um, so I think this will probably be the last episode we do before the um, – before the – playoffs end so do you guys just want to uh just fill out the rest of your brackets uh i i think we will have one just before the super bowl i think as i say we're not going to do this weekly now yeah I, I will be i would be extremely down to do this weekly i just wasn't sure with your schedule so all right we'll do I'm this weekly. Do weekly never mind apologies we're doing this weekly um <laughs> so then let's just do this week's game so uh Starting off, it's Rams Packers. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the Packers are. I, I the Rams lost to the Jets like legitimately. I know the Browns lost to the Jets, but the Browns didn't have any wide receivers, so that comes with an asterisk. The, the Rams genuinely tried to win a football game and lost to the New York Jets. So, I I understand they played great against Seattle, but Seattle also lost to the Giants. So and the Packers have not lost to either the Jets or the Giants, so they also, I don't think they played them. But regardless, um, I think that the Packers are gonna win this. They look they've looked amazing all year. So I'll go with Packers. Zach, what about you? Yeah, I'm gonna go with the Packers too. I mean, it's the Seahawks. I know Rams beat the Seahawks last week, and I mean, what an amazing win for them. But the Seahawks to me all season haven't been other than after the first six seasons or six weeks. I don't think they were anything special. I mean, they got by very much so. And I couldn't believe that Russell Wilson was still being talked about for MVP, just the way that he had played. I and He was fantastic first couple weeks, everything absolutely deserved to be up for it. But, I mean, last 10 weeks, I mean, last eight weeks especially, they were nothing special. So I definitely think that Aaron Rodgers will get it done. So 
Payton? How the Rams lose to the Jets? That's, that's <laughs> all I want to know right now. And uh, this precludes my pick. Um, I am picking Green Bay because, number one, the Rams lost to the Jets. And number two, I think I think Green Bay's offense will be enough to overcome whatever defense the Rams have. Aside from Aaron Donald, of course. Mm-hmm. Yep. He was a little banged up after last one. I know they said that yeah. Superman's back oh. and he's good and whatever, but he was still still a little banged up. And Cooper Cup, I don't I don't know what his uh, status is. He had a non-contact injury last week, but yeah, I don't see it happening. Uh, so moving on to the battle of the nursing home, uh, Drew Brees versus Tom Brady, Saints Bucks. Um, Zach, who do you got in that one? <laughs> The battle of the nursing homes. That was a good one. Um, this is such a tough one because, like I said, I honestly, I see the winner of this game going, making it to the Super Bowl. Um, just the teams, the way that the Bucks have been able to come together and find their rhythm. Because a lot of questions, like there was so many questions about Brady and. Um, Oh, help me out. Why can't I think of it? Head coach for Bucks. Um, Bruce Arians. Yeah, Bruce Arians. I don't know why I couldn't think of that. There was a lot of questions on how they were going to connect and just the different rhythms that the two of them had. But I think the way that they've been able to mesh and come together has been incredible. I, I want to say the Saints because I do hope the Saints can beat them. But I honestly, I got to go with the Buccaneers on this one. I think Tom Brady and... Just the way the their core, like who the I know Kamara and everything. Don't get me wrong, but their wide receivers are. I mean, you got anywhere if Antonio Brown would go anywhere, if Mike Evans would go anywhere, if um who's the other one? Um, Chris Godwin. Chris Godwin. Yeah, I mean, if they if any of those guys go anywhere, they're number they're wide receiver one at any team, pretty much. But so there's just dangerous in that realm so i think bucks and you know what they've been connecting yeah um over the past few weeks so that's important to note even though chris godwin for whatever reason dropped five passes against the football team but then again it's football team's defense so who knows uh boy this is a tough one because you have tom brady you have him connecting with his receivers but you also have drew Brees. And while he's he has taken a step back, it's still Drew Brees. Mm-hmm. But, but just from the fact that Tom Brady, it doesn't seem like he has aged that much. He's 43 and he still looks like he's 30. Amen. Yeah. It, it, it's ridiculous. That, but I guess it doesn't really matter that much. I'm going to go with the Bucks. But I think it will be close. That is my prediction. Yeah, I think it – I mean, these are two all-around really good teams, and I, I just think it will just end up coming down to a battle of the 40-plus-year-old quarterbacks, and in the end, Breeze does not look as much like old Breeze as Brady does, and I think there's a reason that, that Breeze is retiring at the end of the year and Brady's not. So – um yeah, I think that it's going to be a Bucks win, Bucks Packers uh, NFC Championship game. Yep. And moving on to the AFC, 
which is, in my opinion, I, I'm more excited for those games. Um, Ravens-Chiefs, right? Did I mess that up again? Yeah, I did. Ravens and Bills. Ra- play tomorrow night. Ravens-Bills. 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 <laughs> I knew I missed that. I, I think you really want that Ravens. Before we go into this real quick, speaking of like how confusing it is, I hate, I absolutely hate the way that the NFL does their seedings and their reseedings and all of that. I think it's so dumb. Set a bracket, whatever happens, happens. <laughs> That's fair, man. That's what NBA does. Um, yeah, so Ravens, Bills, Peyton, who you got? Uh, there's a lot of people on sports talk radio you know the talking heads talking about the ravens are going it it's kind of crazy how this sport works a week ago it was lamar jackson can't win a playoff game he can't win the big game the running doesn't work um in the playoffs first of all it's been he, he played two playoff games one of them was he was filling in for joe flacco and then and the other one was, you know, the best team, second best team in the AFC, and then they just blew it against Tennessee. But anyway, it's funny because after last week, all of a sudden it's it's just he, he's going to win this game, and I don't see it happening against the Bills team. The Bills have looked like a Super Bowl contender for a while. And I think, um, let, let's just say the Browns somehow upset the Chiefs. They are easily going to the Super Bowl. And if the Chiefs move on, move on it'll be a very good game. But anyway, all that said, I'm picking the Bills. Yeah, I'm also going to go with the Bills. I think that that team is just that they, – they've built a really good team. And Buffalo fans definitely deserve it. Uh, you know, that team has – they've gone through some really, really bad seasons, and they just – they've had a few years of they just ha- haven't missed on draft picks. I mean, Tredavious White, Tremaine Edmonds, Joe, Josh Allen, you know, they've they've really hit, and they've put together a fantastic football team that I think it's very exciting for Bills fans. And, yeah, I, I like the Ravens, but they've shown a lot of times this year that they're not great. And I think the Bills are. I think the Bills are great. So, yeah, I think that Buffalo moves on. I'm basically going chalk across the board, except for the Bucks. Zach, what about you? Yeah, I mean, I hate the Baltimore Ravens more than anything. So I definitely think the Bills, and just the way they. I mean, like you said, you put it perfectly. They definitely deserve it. Their fans deserve it. The way they played. Um, yeah, I mean they're they're a powerhouse right now. So yeah, I think they'll they can get it done, but I don't know. I've heard a lot of people saying that the Ravens are gonna win it all, which I don't see at all and haven't seen, but yeah, I definitely yeah. am going with the Bills. All right. Final pick. We will have the Chiefs versus the Browns. I had that one right, baby. Um yeah, Chiefs Browns. Browns won last oh, week wow. against the Steelers, which again, I know you're still a fan, but good for the Browns fans. I mean, Browns fans and Bills fans have gone through. Yeah, good for them. Yeah, absolute, yeah. <laughs> absolute. I mean, it's been horrible being a Bills Browns fan for the last decade, decades. So uh, they're good for them moving, winning a playoff game, but now they have to run into 
the Chiefs, who are absolutely fantastic and the best player in football in Patrick Mahomes. So, uh, Zach, who do you think gets a spot in the cha- in the conference championship? I uh, I know you two are probably going to go with Kansas City, so I'm honestly I'm going to go with the Browns. I uh, just the way that they played last week. I mean, I know that the Steelers played like crap, but uh, I gotta I gotta give it to them. Uh, I think they can. I think they have the potential to to upset them. So yeah, I am. I'm gonna go with the Browns on this one. I think Kansas City is gonna win, but. I'm going to be rooting fully for the Browns, just solely yeah. because, again, Brown, the Browns are Bills. If one of them wins the Super Bowl, I will be very See, we're happy. different on that one. I will not be rooting for the Browns because of how it went down. <laughs> yeah. but, I do, but I do think <laughs> that the Browns can get it done and win, so that's why All I'm right. picking them. Payton, take us out. Uh, we got- I'll, be I'll be honest. If I was picking purely based on hearts and – Whatever my head says, I would be picking the Browns because because one, you know, the Browns haven't done anything for a decade, two decades actually. And second, Chase Claypool and Juju don't know when to screw up. Oh my God! Couldn't agree with you more. Boy, are you right? What is Claypool still talking? Still but talking, Claypool, like, dude, you just got smacked, my guy. Come on. He said they should have won with more dignity or something. Like, get out of here, man. Like, you lost. Class. You oh, by, oh, by the way, Chase Claypool is the one who was mocking the Colts all of week. Well, not all of week 16, but on one play um, during week 16. And then Juju literally said the Browns. Is the Browns? I'm quoting him there. So, what? What? Uh, anyway, if if it was up to me, uh, and I had the power to fix the game, I would pick the Browns. But no, uh, the Chiefs, they're gonna win this game. However, I do think the Browns are going to keep it close, and that will be my prediction. Yeah, I think we're in for some good games. Obviously, remember Corvette, Corvette, Juju Smith-Schuster. Never forget <laughs> that. Um, yeah, so this was a lengthy episode. We basically had to recap about a month and a half in sports, and we probably missed some things. And we will be back next week because until, yeah, this is going to be the, another a new weekly thing. Sports Corner is back. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, any final thoughts, Zach or Peyton? No, I don't have anything. Yeah, I mean, let's go Pens. Hopefully we get a dub tonight. About it. Uh, and Payne, you want to say go Nets? Um, well, I am a Bronx native um, for all my life, but at the end of the day, when it comes to NBA, it is I can't do the chance because the last time I tried to do it, I almost broke yeah, I remember that. But, you know, <laughs> go Nets. Alright, and I'll just leave you with Friday Night Knicks, baby. Let's do it. Woo! All right, right, so for Zach Tocash, Payne Allison, I'm Adam Copley. Thank you, everybody, for joining us, and have a fantastic week. Wait.